Hey y'all, today's journey brings us to chapter 35 in Exodus. We'll start with verse 1. Then Moses called together the whole community of Israel and told them, These are the instructions the Lord has commanded you to follow. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day must be a Sabbath day of complete rest, a holy day dedicated to the Lord. Anyone who works on that day must be put to death. You must not even light a fire in any of your homes on the Sabbath. So God takes his rest day very seriously. And it's a gift for, remember, these these people were in slavery and worked, worked and worked and worked. And he's giving them a day of rest. And he really wants them to have this day of not only rest for their physical body and their minds, but as a day to hang out with God. He wants to hang out with with them and and develop that relationship with them. In verse 4, Then Moses said to the whole community of Israel, This is what the Lord has commanded. Take a sacred offering for the Lord, and let those with generous hearts present the following gifts to the Lord. And this isn't commanded, this isn't demanded. This is a, if you're feeling willing and generous and you want to give this, then give. And so these are the gifts that people were prompted to give. Gold, silver, and bronze. Blue, purple, and scarlet thread. Fine linen and goat hair for cloth. Tanned ram skins and fine goat skin leather. Acacia wood. Olive oil for the lamps. Spices for the anointing oil and the fragrant incense, onyx stones and other gemstones to be set in the ephod and the priest's chest piece. Come, all you are, who all of you who are gifted at craftsmen, construct everything that the Lord has commanded: the tabernacle and its sacred tent, its coverings, glass frames, crossbars, posts, and bases, the ark and its carrying poles, the ark's cover, the place of atonement the inner curtain to shield the ark, the table, its carrying poles, and all its utensils, the bread of the presence, for the light, the lampstand, its accessories, the lamp cups, and the olive oil for the lighting, the incense altar and its carrying poles, the anointing oil and the fragrant incense, the curtain for the entrance of the tabernacle, the altar of burnt offering, the bronze grating of the altar and its carrying poles and utensils, the wash basin with its stand, the curtains for the walls of the courtyard, the posts and their base, bases, the curtain for the entrance to the courtyard, the tent pegs of the tabernacle in the courtyard and the ropes, the beautifully stitched garments for the priest to wear while ministering in the holy place, the sacred garments for Aaron the priest, and the garments for his sons to wear as they minister as priests. So the whole community of Israel left Moses and returned to their tents. All whose hearts were stirred and whose spirits were moved came and brought their sacred offerings to the Lord. They brought all the materials needed for the tabernacle, for the, for, for, for the performance of its rituals, and for the sacred garments. Both men and women came, all whose hearts were willing. They brought to the Lord their offerings of gold, brooches, earrings, rings from their fingers, and necklaces. They presented gold objects of every kind as special offerings to the Lord. All those who owned the following items willingly brought them. Blue, purple, and scarlet thread, fine linen and goat hair for cloth, and tanned ramskins and fine goatskin leather. And all who had silver and bronze objects gave them as a sacred offering to the Lord. 
and those who had acacia wood brought it for use in the project. All the women who were skilled in sewing and spinning prepared blue, purple, and scarlet thread and fine linen cloth. All the women who were willing to use their skills to spin the goat hair into yarn. The leaders brought onyx stones and the special gemstones to be set in the ephod and the priest's chest piece. They also brought spices and olive oil for the light, the anointing oil, and the fragrant incense. So the people of Israel, every man and woman who was eager to help in the work of the Lord, had given them through Moses, brought their gifts, and gave them freely to the Lord. God loves a cheerful, willing, eager giver. Our hearts are temples. And giving away all that gets in the way of God is how we can give to the Lord today as well as using our skills to help others and being willing and eager to do whatever God asks us to to do. These people use their skills for God's glory. And God's the one who gives our skills. So when we turn around and use them for his glory, that's that's where the the relationship and the intimacy comes in between us and God. In verse 30, Then Moses told the people of Israel, The Lord has specifically chosen Bezalel, the son of Uri, grandson of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. The Lord has filled Bezalel with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. He is a master craftsman, expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze, He is skilled in engraving and mounting gemstones, in carving wood. He is a master of every craft, and the Lord has given both him and Oholiab, son of Ahasimash, of the tribe of Dan, the ability to teach their skills to others. The Lord has given them special skills as engravers, designers, embroiderers in blue, purple, and scarlet thread on fine linen cloth and weavers. They excel as craftsmen and as designers. So they, they're very talented, and God is filling them with Bezalel with his spirit to help lead and guide and teach the others. And again, our gifts are, are driven by God's spirit in us, and we shouldn't hide our gifts and talents. They're a gift from God. In chapter 36, verse 1, The Lord has gifted Bezalel, Oheliab, and the other skilled craftsmen with wisdom and ability to perform any task involved in building the sanctuary. Let them construct and furnish the tabernacle, just as the Lord commanded. So Moses summoned Bezalel and Oheliab and all the others who were specially gifted by the Lord and were eager to get to work. Not only were they gifted, but they were eager Moses gave them the materials donated by the people of Israel as sacred offerings for the completion of the sanctuary, but the people continued to bring additional gifts each morning. Finally, the craftsmen who were working on the sanctuary left their work. They went to Moses and reported, The people have given more than enough materials to complete the job for the Lord that the Lord has commanded us to do. So Moses gave the command, and this message was sent throughout the camp. Men and women, don't prepare any more gifts for the sanctuary. We have enough. So the people stopped bringing their sacred offerings. Their contributions were more than enough to complete the whole project. So these were free gifts, free will offerings. And they responded to the call so well that Moses actually had to tell them to stop giving. They exceeded the goal. And how is that for moving on the heart of God? They invested themselves into God's work, and what we invest 
in is where our hearts follow. And they were truly invested, obviously, over and above. And God chose these people and and directed them. And God gave them the skills and ordained them for this specific job by that was ordained by God himself for the place that God would dwell with them. And we'll continue in verse 8. The skilled craftsmen made ten curtains of finely woven linen for the tabernacle. Then Bezalel decorated the curtains with blue, purple, and scarlet thread and with skillfully embroidered cherubim. All ten curtains were exactly the same size, 42 feet long and 6 feet wide. Five of these curtains were joined together to make one long curtain, and the other five were joined together to make a second long curtain. He made 50 loops of blue yarn and put them along the edges of the last curtain in each set. The 50 loops along the edge of the curtain matched the 50 loops along the edge of the other curtain. Then he made 50 gold clasps and fastened the long curtain together with the clasps. In this way, the tabernacle was made of one continuous piece. And again, it, it the the voice of unity just reigns through. And this tabernacle, it's, it's a copy and a shadow, and it's a reality of heaven. And the fabric started out with white, and they add blue and purple and scarlet, and it's ordained with, with angels and cherubim. And white is signi- signifies purity, and blue is like the sky and brings forth divinity. Purple is uh, representing kingship, and the scarlet red is Jesus suffering for us as a servant when he came to earth. And it's all intertwined through this tabernacle. In verse 14, he made 11 curtains of goat hair cloth to serve as a tent covering for the tabernacle. These 11 curtains were all exactly the same size, 45 feet long and 6 feet wide. Bezalel joined five of these curtains together to make one long curtain, and the other six joined to make a second long curtain. He had made 50 loops for the edge of each large curtain. He also made 50 bronze clasps to fasten the long curtain together. In this way, the tent covering was made of one continuous piece. Again, we have that voice of unity. He completed the tent covering with a layer of tanned ramskin and a layer of fine goatskin leather. And the goatskin leather and the ramskins, it, it's waterproofing this tent. And this is these are the final coverings. On the outside, this tent looks like any other tent. And, um, and the goat hair was used for making tents. That's what they they use the goat hair cloth for was making tents. So this tent from the outside it appears just like to be any other tent, but on the inside is where God resides. And that's just like when Jesus came on the outside he looked like any one of us, but he was God in human form. Verse 20. For the framework of the tabernacle, Bezalel constructed frames of acacia wood. Each frame was 15 feet high and 27 inches wide, with two pegs under each frame. All the frames were identical. He made 20 of these frames to support the curtains on the south side of the tabernacle. He also made 40 silver bases, two bases under each frame, with the pegs fitting securely into the bases. For the north side of the tabernacle, he made another 20 frames with their silver bases, two bases under each frame. He made six frames for the rear, the west side of the tabernacle, along with two additional frames to reinforce the rear corners of the tabernacle. These corner frames were matched at the bottom and firmly attached at the top with a single ring, forming a single corner unit. Both of these corner units were made the same way. 
So there were eight frames at the rear of the tabernacle, set in sixteen silver bases, two bases under each frame. Then he made crossboards of acacia wood to link the frames, five crossbars for the north side of the tabernacle and five for the south side. He also made five crossbars for the rear of the tabernacle, which faced west. He made the middle crossbar to attach halfway up the frames. It ran all the way from one end of the tabernacle to the other. He overlaid the frames with gold and made gold rings to hold the crossbars. Then he overlaid the crossbars with gold as well. For the inside of the tabernacle, Bezalel made a special curtain of finely woven linen, and he decorated it with blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and with skillfully embroidered cherubim. For the curtain, he made four posts of acacia wood and four gold hooks. He overlaid the posts with gold and set them in four silver bases. Then he made another curtain for the entrance to the sacred tent. He made it of finely woven linen and embroidered it with exquisite designs using blue, purple, and scarlet thread. This curtain was hung on gold hooks attached to five posts. The posts with their decorated tops and hooks were overlaid with gold, and the five bases were cast from bronze. So, acacia, let's talk about the acacia trees. They're super tall, and they have the large, thick, flat tops. And the sap of the acacia tree heals wounds when it's pierced. And like Jesus, who was pierced in his side and his blood spilled out with water, Jesus brings forth healing and freedom of sins. And acacia trees have thorns, really thick, hard, coarse thorns. And the curse of sin is like those thorns. And the crown of thorns that is put on Jesus' head those were likely acacia tree trees thorns, and the tabernacle is built with this acacia wood, um, bringing forth healing and freedom from sin. And it was the very tree that was likely used for the thorns on the on when they put the thorn on a ring of thorns on Jesus' head. And the gold rings are a sign of divinity, and bronze is a sign of humanity and judgment. And the judgment that he'll take on himself for our sins. In this tabernacle, it's a phenomenal place where God is going to dwell with his people. And Jesus is the way that God dwells with us now. Because of Jesus, we have God with us now. And when they do the final top layer, that waterproofing layer is outside. And that, it looked like, again, just like any other tent. But this was God's tent. This was where God would reside. And again, that's just like Jesus. And the cherubim represent, they look like angels, and the angels are on the inside with God, but they work for God and, and help minister. And the outside curtains are visible to the world, and they look plain, and they look simple, and there's only one doorway. And the doorway was filled with the colors, the rich colors of the purple, blue, and scarlet and there's only one door because there's only one way in to the tabernacle and there's only one way into God and that's through Jesus. He made it simple. It's just enter the door through Jesus. And the acacia wood is like our humanity and the gold is like divinity and the acacia wood is overlaid with gold and the outside looks just like any other of us. But when we have God residing in us through the Holy Spirit, we are divine and we, we are moved into God's plan and into the reality. And one day we're going to see the reality of heaven. And the atonement cover is the, the offer and the where God gives us atonement. And Jesus atoned for our sins 
when he died on the cross for us. So that is the building of the tabernacle. They're making it happen. It's becoming a reality. So we're going to see what they build next as we continue on tomorrow. I hope you all are having a most wonderful day.